Hi, everyone. This is Todd Latore from Queensryche, and you're listening to KFMP, Misery Point Radio. Wanderers, thanks for joining me again on Misery Point Radio. We are, of course, your home for all things epic, your one-stop shop in the wasteland of internet radio. And once again, I am honored that you would forsake all of your earthly responsibilities and cease being a productive member of society just to hang out with little old me. But today, my virtual and socially distant friends, you'll be glad you did because I got a little something-something for you to brighten your day and help you power through the litany of PowerPoints, Zoom calls, and webinars. Trust me, no one feels your pain there more than I do. Today's guest sang for the mighty Crimson Glory from 2010 to 2013 and has been since singing in a little indie project called Queensryche. I don't know, maybe you heard of him. And on Friday, February 5th, he's going to unleash his beastly new solo album, Upon the World, and you, the slobbering masses, will get to satisfy your Jones for piles of epic classic-style metal. And I'm talking about the musical powerhouse that is, of course, Mr. Todd Latore. I had a chance to catch up with Todd the day before the release to talk about this new solo album titled Rejoice in the Suffering. And let me tell you, I'm not exaggerating when I say it is heavy as balls. Heavy balls. Todd was awesome enough to indulge me in the details of the album's concept and recording, his partnership with longtime collaborator Craig Blackwell, his relationship with legendary producer Zeus, thoughts behind releasing an album during a pandemic, and of course, other random awesomeness. Todd is a super chill dude, down to earth, uber talented, he's a killer singer, a killer drummer, a killer songwriter, and the fact that he and Craig tackled almost all of the tracking and all of the instruments themselves, with a little help from a couple of friends of course, is beyond amazing, and I'm excited to share this with you. So, hang up on that conference call, power up that cassette deck, and prepare yourself for a dose of new metal awesomeness. Check it out. Hey, Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm awesome, thank you. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. Just uh, getting a, a, a late start here and making a coffee. So if you hear <laughs> me stirring and stuff, it's, I'm making a coffee. Well, you know, I'm over here in Seattle, so um, the sun just came up, and I am drinking epic amounts of coffee. So, uh, yeah, we're in the same club. You're so... you're. You're, you're so full of shit. The sun never comes up there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I caught myself as soon as I said that. It's Hey, it's a nice, warm, balmy 47 degrees with clouds and mist, and that's about as good as it gets for this time of year. Yeah. You know what? Michael Michael came down. I'm going to put you on speaker for a second. Yeah, you're good, bro. Michael, yeah, Michael Wilton came down recently, and, and when he came down, hold on, three, shit, was that three scoops? <laughs> <laughs> four. four good enough so anyway he came down i was like yeah come down it's gonna be you know nice here in florida blah 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 dude the, the week that he comes down it's like cold for us and it's like rainy and and not it's like it's not the florida weather that you want your company to come to right sure it was like, oh, this feels just like Seattle. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know why that this never happened. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel for you. Cause every time I go to Seattle, 
you know, it's like London. It's it's always kind of gray, and uh, you know, it's it's. Um, I, I like the I like the sunshine. Yeah, yeah. I I assume that's why uh, we couldn't talk you into uh, hanging out here longer in Seattle as opposed to uh, going back to your nice, miserable seventy degree weather. <laughs> yeah, I like you know I do like Seattle though. I do. I haven't been there in, in a little while. You know, it's been a while. Yeah. Because of the whole shutdown, but normally I'm there a few times a year, and yeah. and it's it's you know it's it's fun to go visit and hang out and yeah. Do so anyway, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. As my as my as my dad would say, enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think <laughs> about me? <laughs> <laughs> enough about me. Let's talk about me some more. So uh, yeah. Well, I guess uh, talking about you then, well, thank you for uh, joining me today on uh, Misery Point Radio. I appreciate you uh, taking the time. I know you got a, a bunch of stuff you're going to be doing today, so uh, appreciate you doing that. I appreciate that. your time. Ah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, here we go. Tomorrow, the big day, the fifth, new album, Rejoice in the Suffering. You and your partner, Craig, have been uh, tossing this idea around for a while, and now it's finally here. Are you guys ready for it? Yeah, you know, it's it's... Since you're, since you're doing interviews a lot and you're and you're getting advanced copies of things, you, you can understand that like um, it's not our secret anymore. You know, <laughs> once 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 you've heard something and you've you know thought about it and you're going to do an interview on it or a review or whatever, you know, and you know that the the the, the masses haven't heard this yet. It's all it's like a fun thing. It's kind of like a bittersweet thing when everybody gets to hear it. There's something kind of nice about like the mystery and people not not really knowing what it sounds like. But then you're super excited for everybody to hear it for the first time, you know. So yeah, it's it, the reviews are are awesome. Everybody seems to really dig it. So I have zero complaints, man. I, I I'm really proud of the work we did on this. Yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of a I'm kind of an audio snob, I guess you could say. Like I really pay attention to the way that things sound, and the first thing that jumps out to me about this album is really it sounds very clean. And I don't know if it's because there's like a tons of headroom in the mix or whatever the case may be. I know that you uh, have worked with Zeus quite a bit, and of course he's a uh, the man, the myth, the legend, but. Like the guitars, I'm a guitar guy, and I just love that guitar tone. And, you know, aside from all the other bits and pieces, the first thing that jumped out to me was like, wow, everything stands in the mix so well. It's just such a, a, just an epic, but it's still kind of like the guitars, for instance, still sound raw. I mean, it's, so it's got that crazy dichotomy of, of a a large amount of polish, but still sounding very in your face. It's a heavy fucking album. I know you've heard that several times at this point, but that, that is the reality of it. It's, um, you know, you know what it's, we use the Kemper Mm -hmm. on that. And, um, and it was the boogie Mark four and, and we've got, we've got three, I think we have three different tunings on the record. So you have some stuff that's just all in D and then you have D drop C and then you have, you know, so there, there's three different tunings I know. And, and dialing in that guitar tone with Zeus was, was like paramount. It was like, you know, we would, we would listen and I'd say, Craig, what do you think of that? And he's like, ah, it's, it's, it's really close, but I'd really like, you know, can we, and, and so, you know, we would do a lot of conference calls with Zeus and he'd say, okay, all the song, I mean, we're going to use this one as a test. And I think we used Vanguard's with Don Wall as like the, the, 
I'm going to dial this one in. If you're a thumbs up, everything in that tuning, it's going to be EQ. You know, it's, it's all, anyway, it's all, it's super clean. Like you said, there's, it's, it's heavy and crunchy and bitey, but it's not, I don't, not in a bad way. Not yeah, in it like doesn't a, get, it doesn't get flummy. Way. Right. Right. And, and here's the other thing. There's only, I think, you know, just two rhythms. There's not a, a, a ton of guitar layers. So the riff, you can really hear the articulation of the, of the riffs. And, and that was something that I really wanted to, to shine on this is I wanted to introduce Craig, you know, properly, like with, you know, where he can really hear all of his playing and yeah, we're, we're pretty stoked about it. Yeah. But I'm yeah. glad that you liked that. I mean, Zeus did it. I knew he was going to do a killer job and, uh, man, he just knocked it out. He home run. He knocked it out in the park on the mix. It's, it holds up to anything. He's been a pretty busy dude. I've, I've talked to a lot of people over the last couple of months that have, uh, done some work with him. Uh, you know, he then, for instance, I was talking to Craig and, and yep. you mentioned the Mark four. And of course that's just kind of a, that sound is just so iconic. It kind of brings me back to those. I'm lost in the nineties, bro. That's my thing. I just can't, I can't <laughs> shake it. It's the, <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. So getting into then, I guess the meat and potatoes, this, this album is, it is heavy. It is awesome. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about, you know, there's been this thing with musicians that, you know, with the pandemic and everything, there's two kind of trains of thought. Number one is I'm hesitant to release material right now because in order to sell the material, I need to tour. And then there's also the, well, I want to hold off on the material because if the tours come back, then I need something to sell at the tour. <laughs> you went completely just like balls to the wall and said, not only am I going to release physical product right now, I'm going to do some pretty epic physical bundles, uh, you know, the vinyl bundle, the deluxe CD bundle, all mm -hmm. this cool stuff. So you guys put together some pretty awesome packages. Thank you. Yeah. It, there's even a cassette, Yeah, <laughs> which is like, which is, is, is super rad because, um, you know, that's how I grew up. I'll, yeah. I'm, I'll be 47 you yep. know, this month. I'm and, the same age as you. Then. And it's, um, okay, well then, yeah, same thing. So, you know, that was how we listened early on. That was how we listened to music. And so, you know, when the label said, uh, you know, we're going to do cassettes too, I was like, no way. That's so awesome. So when I, <laughs> when I saw the cassette for the first time, even though the, the double vinyl is beautiful, it's white, it's very clean. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the cassette was just like, I, don't know, I was so excited when I saw a cassette. I thought that was so cool, but I don't, I don't have to tour on this to, to put it out. Right. So that was really great. You know, um, there was no contingencies in that respect for my release. And I, um, you know, just wanted to, wanted to put it out and let everybody hear it before, before all a million releases start happening like mid year or even later. So yeah, said, this is a perfect time to release it. It is awesome. Plus everybody, you know, they made it through the year and, uh, they're ready. The end of the year came last year. They're like, man, I just really need some new stuff. Uh, so I, I think it's awesome. I think the timing is perfect. Uh, so congratulations on that. I just, I, I'm a physical Thank media you. guy. I mean, I just, I love having stuff. So I, I, or, I have all of it coming. I ordered all of it. So, um, we're, we're kind of the last generation that appreciates, well, that grew up that way where you, you got, you know, 
you wanted to open it up and look at it and read it and read the liner notes and <laughs> what kind of gear did they use or, you know, that, yeah. that was part of that experience. Who's in their thanks now, list? You know, the, <laughs> the kids don't know what that is. Uh, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I do, I do a fair amount of digital media just because that is what it is. But anytime I, I get a chance to, to get my hands on something, I guess, plus also, you know, just with all of the, all the friends in the business and you want to do your best to support them. And, you know, that's great to, you know, stream something on Spotify, but I mean, my one quarter of a penny that they get off of me streaming something is, is nowhere near as impactful yeah. as a uh, throwing in for some merch. And, you know, a lot of you guys that, that are able to do your living playing music. I mean, I, I assume your personal income is probably in the shitter right now, as far as, you know, not being able to tour and stuff. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, people hop on board with, with a lot of these releases and say, Hey, support your artists. Yeah, me too. It's, uh, I mean, certainly that's how bands earn the, unless you were fortunate in the heyday when, when there was the big record sales at MTV was, you know, a, a, a real thing where they played just music videos and, you know, otherwise you just have to tour and sell merch and maybe do meet and greets or something in order to, to really make a, a viable income. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm, I have no doubt. I mean, as you said, the reviews are killer. Uh, my, my perception of this is what I really like about it is, is that aside from being heavy, it really has its own identity. Of course, people know you from Crimson or they know you from Queensryche and two epic bands for sure. I think as a vocalist, one of the things that people tend to do with vocalists is is try to kind of put them in a box and say, you know, oh, you sound like this guy or you sound like this guy. What I like about <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've gotten quite a few uh, Bobby Blitz and uh, Rob Halford comparisons. Um, but uh, I yeah. really like the fact that this album does not sound like Queensryche. Uh, I mean, in and of itself, it, it stands apart and. You've released three mm-hmm. singles now. One just dropped, but each of those has their own sonic signature, and and I guess that's indicative of how this entire album plays out. Is is it's got an overall sound, right? Sonically, it's very consistent, but each song could it has its own identity. I mean, it, every song stands out, and uh, that's tough to pull off. And vocally. I don't know if this is a pinnacle for you, but you've hit so many different styles of vocals on this album. I almost can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was when, when we did this, we just said, Hey, we want to write songs that we like go back to our roots. These, you know, we, these are the songs or the style that we like. And you know, we, what, what is it? We just want to write fun songs that make you want to headbang and, and have groove. A lot of this record does have a lot of groove and there have been the comparisons to fight and whatnot, but fight that first fight record was an awesome record. And I always love the groove that that record had. Same with a lot of the Pantera stuff. It was heavy and it was metal, but it still had that, you know, that groove, that daddy, jigging, 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 where you, where you, you really felt that pocket in that groove. And that was something that was really important. And then vocally, I've, I've been, I've recently just been comparing it to, 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 to a guitar where if you know, you're a guitar player and I said, here's, here's a guitar, you have a bridge pickup, there's no selectors obviously. And you have one distortion channel with no, nothing else And, and here play, you know, do a record. How, how, how 
colorful is that really going to be? Well, you know, if you have access to a clean channel and a front pickup and chorus and reverb and delay and other effects, I like to consider my voice as, as I'm not a one trick pony and I can do other things with my voice. Why would I not want to utilize those other tools in my bag to make that particular song be as great as it can be in the spirit that that music is presenting itself to me. So when I write something, this is the delivery that I feel I'm expecting to hear when I'm going to hear a singer start to do something. What do I feel like? And that's how I approached each song. And I'm, I'm glad that you feel that it is, it is a continuous sound but again each song does have its own character its own sonic qualities and sounds and identifiability and or identity identifiability is that even a word yeah we just make up words here it's cool yeah that's fine so (laughs) you know it has its own identity and I knew that people were going to be surprised because people say, you know, I hope it sounds like what he does at Queen Drake. And I'm like, why would I do that? I, I already I'm already doing that. <laughs> the, 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 the beauty of Queen's Drake, I'm never going to try to recreate what the band is that I'm in and that sound. And because there was no pressure, we just wanted to write stuff and have fun. And, and I really just went into it with zero agenda other than, Let's just write fun, cool metal songs that we like as fans of metal and what I would like to hear as a fan of metal. And and sometimes, you know, when you don't put it, we put a lot of work into it, but, but again, there was no predisposition. There's no, I didn't have anything prior of my own for people to have an expectation and so there is curiosity. Well, what is what does this sound like? Yeah. And I think that's kind of been part of the fun about it is people discovering a whole nother side. And and uh, you know that, that's that's tomorrow's tomorrow's a you know big day when it comes out, and everyone can get to hear all the all the goodies on there. Yeah. Well, we're gonna check out one of these songs right now. So here it is, one of the heaviest songs on the album. This is Vanguards of the Dawn Wall. Oh! 
you know, speaking of having flexibility on your sound, obviously you, you took a fair amount of time. A lot happened before the pandemic hit. This had already kind of been in the, in the process. But so you partnered up with Rat Pack. And I, I'm curious that as opposed to, say, Century Media, I, I assume there was kind of a little bit less uh, direction given on the part of the label as to as to what you should sound like. Well, one of the important things, number one, I wanted to keep everything that I do with Queensryche separate from my deal, number one. Right. Just in case something got weird or, I don't know, there might have been an issue where I there's some tension. I don't want any spillover to negatively affect what Queensryche has, whether it's with the merch company or the record label or any of that stuff. I sure. really wanted to do this on my own, aside from, from the great companies in, that we are affiliated with, with Queensryche. So it's certainly no disrespect to them. Right. It was real, purely to out of respect for Queensryche that I not meddle in, in those same waters. Um, but I, I'm friends with the owner of the label Rat Pack, Joe. He's a great guy. And he puts his heart and soul into each release. They do a great packaging. And I, and like you said, you know, cutting through the, the chases, I didn't have a million departments to deal with this guy about <laughs> that. I do. He just said, do you know, do you do your thing? I would send him as we were doing things, some demos. He's like, man, that's, that's kick ass. You know? Yeah. Keep them coming, man. Keep them coming. This is, I have no, I have total faith in what you guys are doing. So there was never like, well, I think you should do this, or I think you should do that. It was like, I don't want anyone controlling my creativity and what I'm doing. Otherwise, I'm just not going to work with you, no matter who it is. I'll put it out on my own, if that's going to be the case. But with Rat Pack, that was not the case. Totally wanted me to do my own thing, and had and believed in, 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 in the songs and my abilities. And so it's proven to be to be great because people are saying there there's a lot of metal out there, but I'm not hearing anything quite like this record. Yeah. Whether it's a lot of, you know, very power metal stuff or over too much symphonic elements in something or a band that's just <laughs> the whole time, just shout, screaming that way. This has a lot of stuff in there. And, uh, yeah, it's Rat Pack's an awesome label, and they're doing a great job, and they're stoked. Pre-sales are doing great. There's a lot of buzz. The reviews are great, and it's not even out yet. Yeah, so. yeah, I have no doubt that it's gonna it's gonna make its way onto many airways, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the, the success of this album. Uh, I'm projecting this, by the way, just so you know. I, I, the success okay. of the album you're gonna have <laughs> will hopefully lead to another, and so uh, I have no doubt that you've probably got a vault worth of epic music just kind of bounce around in your head that's uh kind of already in the works that's just kind of how things work um <laughs> anybody who's been in the studio knows <laughs> sometimes things get scrapped and they get reborn uh you know kind that's of uh, true. many, that does happen many a lot, years yeah. down the road so did you have like a a holy fuck moment like the first time you heard a track come through the studio monitors after you laid it down and you were like, God damn, that's it. This is what I want. Did you have one of those moments? <laughs> uh, re this song rejoice in the suffering was the first one that we did. Yeah. <clears throat> and when, when that all, when that whole first demo of that was, was done, 
we, Craig and I wrote that like six years ago, just that one song. That was the only complete song we had for this record. Yeah. Um, and everything else was really written and recorded in, in a four month period since March. Um, when I first heard that one and it, it was years ago, I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. I love this. And then time kept going by because I'm, I'm touring with the band. And so it went after rejoice in the suffering was written. And then, you know, a couple of years later, whatever, I remember listening to it again. And I was like, this song still holds up. It still kicks ass. And so that was a really promising sign to me that like, I wasn't sick of it. It didn't sound like it belonged in a certain period where it still didn't, it still made me feel that the song was worthy over, you know, a few years by that, at that point. Sure. So there, there are some key moments where I've heard, especially when, when Zeus sent back, you know, some real mixes and I was like, wow, okay, this sounds awesome. The, the modern production, everything sounds great. Um, you know, it's hard to pinpoint a, a holy fuck moment that you're referencing, but just there were some key moments where I heard that and, and I had that experience and thought, Oh, I can't wait for people to hear this with, with this mix and master. I think it's really going to blow people away. Yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, uh, it's been put out there, of course, that, uh, that that particular song with rejoice. And then of course the closer with apology is kind of, kind of a personal meaning for you. I mean, was this a therapeutic once this album got recorded and it was done and you've got all those emotions and feelings out, did it kind of give you a catharsis at the end of it? Yes, because uh, you know, it was just like, as I've said before, this is kind of my therapy with regarding, you know, some of those topics that are on the album. And, uh, it was so good to like put a done stamp on it. It was like, okay, I, that's, that's cemented forever. I I got to do it the way I wanted to do it. And it it did feel very, very good. That completion. And, uh, like I could take a breath of fresh air when that was all done. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, you know, I, I think everything sounds fantastic. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the launch of this. I hope that uh, when things get back to whatever the hell we decide is called normal, that uh, maybe we can see uh, you do some touring and head back over to the uh, to the Seattle side of things. I would definitely uh, uh, look forward to seeing that in person. I've seen several Queensryche shows. Uh, my favorite one was one you guys did a very small show at the Suquamish a casino here, which was epic because uh, I, I watched you take people's cell phones and bring them up on stage and take pictures and hand them back to people. And I just thought that was really cool. And it's just something that you just don't get a lot of. Uh, I think that you have a very crowd friendly personality with the way you interact with people. And I think that uh, people need that right now. They really want to know that the people, the bands that they support are also fans of them. Uh, I just think that's cool. That's kind of how you, that's how you come across to me. Well, thank you. And, and that's how I feel. Yeah. I, I'm a fan too of, of music and that whole experience. And I'm just on the other side of the barricade now, but I totally, I feel the same enthusiasm. I, I, I understand their enthusiasm and, and that whole experience. And when I grab somebody's phone, I know that I'm going to give them a, a shot and a video in their camera 
that uh, from an access point that they're just never going to get. <laughs> and it's just my way of going, you know, yeah, come on up here without bringing them up. Like, give me your phone and I'll, you know, I'll go around the stage and get the guys and show you in the crowd that it's your phone and everyone's, Ooh, yeah. And then I give it back and people like that. And I would love it if somebody did that to me. So yeah. I, I like to try to reciprocate and, and have that kind of fun dynamic with, with the people that are there. Well, you know, what I would like to see out of you someday, no obligation, of course, but, you know, let's just put this in the back mm-hmm. of your mind subliminally. I want to see you go full on exciter and play, <laughs> play drums and sing some of those fucking high notes all at the same time and uh, get through, I don't know, two or three songs and just just watch that that dynamic happen. That would be a that would be a bucket list visual right there. Well, maybe one day I'll, maybe one day I'll do that. Uh, I, I can play and play drums and sing at the same time. Some stuff is, would be really hard to do that way, but it depends on the, on the drumming, yeah. not so much the singing, but I'm sure I could play, you know, I could play some of this stuff, um, you know, like vexed or something. I could, I could play that and sing that at the same it's time. It's gotta be sure. Vanguard, dude. It's gotta be Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a t- that'd be a tough one to sing and play at the same time. I don't know. I'll give it a try. <laughs> you can do it. Hey, uh, one more question. I know you got some places you got to be sure. here, but I just wanted to ask this because you are a yeah. vocalist and a drummer. There's always this mm-hmm. thing in bands, and I've seen it a million times, where a band member who is not the drummer says to the drummer and tries to pantomime a beat or a fill that they want the drummer to do. <laughs> so they'll be like, hey, on the guitar part where it goes to junk, 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 can you do the do 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 you do that? <laughs> Have you been involved in that? I do that, but I'm masterful <laughs> at, at, the, at the drum fills and the guitar, <laughs> you know? So if you're going... Right, that would be guitar part. Yeah. You know, we do all the fills. Hey, <laughs> so I talk the drum language all right. and I'll say... Hey, where this does this, do we? (laughs) And they understand the language. And uh, any other drummer in the world looks at you like they're going to shoot fucking nails through your eyeballs. So uh, I think that's amazing. (laughs) You speak, you speak drum ease and vocal ease. Clearly you have a mastery of the language that the rest of us, uh, you know, do not have. So uh, <laughs> that is awesome. It, uh, and, it, and it works. It, it, <laughs> it actually works. And I think Zeus was calling it. He's like, dude, I, I got a term for that now. And it was, I think it was called, um, oh crap. What did he say that it was? Um, you know what? I'll have to message you what he said that it was. <laughs> it was uh, uh, notation, something notation, like voice uh, I can't remember what he called it, but he called it something like that where it, it's true. I would call Craig and say, Hey, do this, you know, uh, and I would speak the guitar riff and he just plays exactly. He knows exactly <laughs> what I'm saying, whether it's palm muted and open, if it's picking versus alternate, you know, downstrokes versus alternate picking all those little nuances. I, I mimic with my mouth. So it's, it's like replicating what the speaker would sound like. And, uh, I don't know. It makes communicating easy. Cause I don't, I don't read or write music. Yeah. Well, I see a B side to an album someday, which is just 
uh, people speaking into the microphone trying to describe uh, drum and guitar <laughs> sounds. And I think uh, I think people would get that would be fun. <laughs> that would be a fun. You know what? You know what? That would probably be something that got the most views of anything I did. Yeah. Was here's a thing. Give me your best vocal interpretation of this drum beat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's the part from Heresy from Pantera. You know, give me the, uh, you know, I think it would be fun. It's like almost like a beatbox. Yeah, yeah, make it happen, dude. I'll I'll uh, I'll throw in a order. Yeah, I'll I'll sign up for your Patreon if that's going to be the bonus content. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. Man. Well, uh, hey Todd, thank you uh, for for hanging out today on uh, on the show. Yeah, this man. has been cool. It's uh it's fun to talk with you. I hope at some point we can reconnect again, and uh, when we have a little bit more time, and we can we can dig really deep into the inner workings of the machine that is Todd Latore. So you guys heard it here. Check it out tomorrow. Rejoice in the suffering. You can still pre-order order it or you can just order it tomorrow buy all of it i promise you you won't be sorry todd thank you so much brother this has been awesome yeah thank you kindly i really appreciate your time and interest it means a lot well there you have it straight from the man himself thanks again to todd latori for coming on the show thanks to kevin Kiramonte for hooking it up and thanks of course to all of you for always following me into the wasteland and supporting the cause don't forget you can follow misery point radio on all the social media propaganda sites and subscribe on your favorite streaming platform which now includes pandora and amazon music so we're going to close this out with one more song off of rejoice in the suffering this one's called crossroads to insanity Dug inside these four walls